everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Grayscale Gorilla podcast. This is episode six. Uh, thank you guys for showing up, being here. Uh, today, we're going to talk about branding yourself uh, as a creative person. Um, I uh, get this question a lot, which is sh- when you make your portfolio or when you start branding yourself, should you name your site um, a uh, just your name? Like, for, exist- it, it, uh, for instance, should it be Nick Campbell? dot com or something or should you pick something that's a brand name something like i did which is creamyorange.com and uh i figured we'll talk a little bit about not only this naming situation but some maybe some other things revolving around your uh, portfolio um and and also kind of marketing and branding yourself and what what all this means to um to creative people so that's the topic today thanks again for stopping by and let's get right to it um, I first wanted to tell you guys the story b- behind uh, my site, which is in my portfolio site, which was creamyorange.com. Now, it's uh, a little long in the tooth right now. I think uh, it's a little bit updated. The reel is from 2008 right now, so I definitely need to update it. Um, but Creamy Orange has been around since about 2003. I want to say, and uh, I think actually it was the first website I purchased, and I decided to go with Creamy Orange uh, because, frankly, all my heroes and all my motion graphics heroes that I followed and and watched and and followed their work were all brand names, um, and even if they were just one person, they all had a brand name attached to it. So. For me, I, I didn't really know any better. I didn't really even think about the option to, to try to buy nickcampbell.com or something. It was always that I was going to brand uh, this creamy orange thing. Um, so once I bought creamyorange.com, um, I uh, I started uh, building it. And again, you know, I I picked a brand name because you know guys like G Monk, uh, you know the people I followed, G Monk, MK12. Uh, uh, there was a guy named Green Towel. I, f- I forget his real name, but there you go. Like I remembered his site, Green Towel, but I forget his real name. Um, there was, uh, and some of these are studios, right? And MK12 is a studio. Uh, Sh- uh, uh, Shinola was a big one back then I was following. I think that's a studio. Renaissant. Um, uh, what was the Anders? Uh, yeah, PSYOP. We have some in the chat room here. Uh, and deform stuff like that. So when it came to branding myself, I picked creamy orange. It's kind of an inside joke, and it's kind of uh, my favorite color. So that was it. Uh, I was creamy orange, and I moved forward with it. And I started building my own site. And at the time, there were no options. There wasn't even YouTube uh, back in my day uh, to post all my videos. So I had to figure out how to code my website and how to put up quick times, how to compress quick times, um, and put them up on my own server. I had to figure out how to install stuff on a server. I had to learn HTML. I had to learn, uh, all this stuff. And, um, and like, you know, again, that was 2003 and, and, and I, I, luckily, luckily I was, I was in more than just motion graphics at the time. Luckily, I was actually interested in how all this internet stuff worked. Um, and I spent hours and hours and hours of my time that I could have spent making my motion design better and my design skills and my typography skills better. I spent a lot, a lot of time um, 
playing around with my website, trying to make it look better and better and better. And uh, and I would, you know, I wouldn't trade that for for too much right now. I learned a lot about web design, and 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 uh, I learned a lot about. Um, uh, HTML and PHP and how all this stuff worked and FTP and, and CSS. I learned all this crap. I don't even know if there was CSS back then, was there? So um, what I what I guess I'm getting at is, for me, it was a good move that I went and grabbed um, that name and I started playing around with it. Um, and I'll get back to the fun the fun parts and the, and the, 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 the building your own site and the ability to learn more than just motion design in a minute. But I just wanted to, to, to take that turn roll really quickly and say that these little decisions about starting your own site and stuff, uh, kind of, um, lead you down paths. You don't know that you're, you're going down quite yet, <laughs> quite yet until you're there. Uh, but let me back up a little bit and say, um, you know, as a designer, and as a creative person, your your job will probably be uh, branding everyone else's products and everyone else's brand. So, in other words, you're going to go be a freelancer or work uh, work full time at a at a shop or something, and you're going to work on commercials, logos, design, color, type, all this stuff. You're going to have to do it for other people's projects and for other people's babies. And one of the reasons I liked having Creamy Orange and not just NickCampbell.com was that I had the opportunity to brand myself. So all of those things I was learning about uh, typography and color and 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 even just learning how to use the internet and and post stuff and do all that, I could feed into this site called Creamy Orange, and I can make my own brand, I can make my own logo, I can make my own um, animations, and it was a little bit separated from just being, uh, you know, Nick Campbell design whatever. Uh, and I could throw it into this creamy orange brand, which kind of uh, was more more friendly and more kid-like, and I could do some kind of crazy stuff, or at least mentally I could, right? So uh, I would say that if you're on the fence between picking a name out and you can either go with your own name or with some crazy name, I would, uh, I would go with the brand name. Um, I would also say this. Uh, do be careful about what name you pick. Uh, there, uh, there was a mo- there was a MoGraph um, MoGraph.net thread about this not too long ago. I'll try to dig it up and, and find it. Uh, but it was about basically uh, you know uh, this topic. It was you know should you should you choose your name or should you be you know awesomeguy.com? And I think the example one of the examples was something like I'm awesome.com or I'm awesomedesignerguy.com. Uh, and it's not that exactly, but it's that idea. And you have to be really careful about stuff like that because uh, people are going to look at this brand and think that that's you. Um, and if you're going to be kind of have a have a have a name like awesomeguy.com, uh, you you either have to be super ironic about it or you have to be literally the best guy in the world, right? So you know, be be careful when choosing a name. Um, you know, I think most of these names like G Monk and Deform and Green Towel and all this stuff. I mean, I don't know what do, what do any of these things mean. They're just 
they're just uh, maybe jokes or inside inside jokes between them or or just something that means something to them. But pick something you want and something that makes sense to you and just go for it. Um, like, uh, you know, I, I said this in a, a blog post a long, long time ago. Geez. Um, but, you know, Beatles is an awful band name. You know, Beatles, like B-E-A-T, Beat Beatles, because we're a band. What an awful name. Or Radiohead. You know what I mean? What an awful name for a band. But you look past that now. You don't think about how bad that is because their music wins no matter what. And in fact, after you hear it four times, the the name Beatles and the inside joke about B-E-A-T Beatles goes away. You know, and the the idea of like a, a radio head, like a guy walking around with a radio on top of his head kind of goes away after you hear their music and after you've heard the name four times. You know, somebody with a funny name the first time you hear it is funny. And the, somebody with a funny name the fourth time you hear it, um, you know, it's not funny anymore. Uh, and then it's just their name. So don't worry too much about it. If, uh, if your name.com is open and you want it, go for it. If, you know, your, your fun name is open.com and you like it, go for it. Um, so now that you have a site, I want to talk about some of the things you could do to, um, set it up and also to get people to check it out. So, uh, one of the, like I said, when I started off, I had to learn how to hand code my site and, um, I ended up learning, uh, live motion (laughs) and live motion if you're not familiar with it was adobe's competing product for flash before adobe bought out flash uh and it was a macromedia owned flash live motion was adobe's kind of flash maker and it was awesome it was incredible all the things all the crap i give flash um this was actually really, really cool. And what it was, was an, it was essentially After Effects, but for Flash sites. So you had a timeline, you had like a keyframe, like you could set keyframes in a timeline and they worked just like in After Effects. And you can uh, actually export from After Effects into Live Motion. So that gave me the uh, ability to because I knew After Effects to go inside After Effects, animate some really cool, you know, at the time they were really cool. They're really <laughs> really embarrassing to look at now. But to me they were pretty cool. Button animations and all this crazy stuff and then export it and make my own um make my own uh, site. Uh using live motion and a little bit of flat uh you know, it exported a flash uh package and then it in, embedded some quick times and that was it. And I only had two projects anyway to show anybody. And uh, I had to, like I say, embed my own quick times, and that's the way I did it. Moving forward, Creamy Orange became a place for me to start learning more and more and more about um, the back side of, of the web. So uh, I, when I, 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 when I wanted to learn PHP, um, I, uh, I built my own um, uh, Creamy Orange site, and that's what it is right now. Actually, that site is from. 2007-ish is probably when I started building that site, and it's all hand-done PHP. Very simple. You could open up the source code and see how it all works, I think. Can you? Yeah, you could probably see most of it, but it's really, really simple PHP, um, 
and I learned PHP just to make my own creamy orange site because none of there at the time in oh you know in oh seven there just wasn't a lot of um, uh, places to put up your uh, your stuff. Yeah, the chat room's reminding me you can't see the PHP, but um, I could probably put it out there <laughs> if you want to see it. But it, it's really really simple PHP. I, I um, uh, it took me a, a month or, t- or so to figure it out. But I learned a lot in the process, um, and I ended up with what is now creamyorange.com, and <clears throat> I had to uh, set it all up and uh, and and get it all working, and then make all the thumbnails, and make all the links work, and make the reel. And luckily, by then, uh, I had access to Vimeo, and uh, Vimeo was just starting off then. Um, maybe Vimeo was 08, somewhere on there, 09. And uh, I started being able to embed Vimeo videos. Uh, I also in- encoded my own um, QuickTime videos off for, for Creamy Orange as well. Um, why am I going into this much detail? I don't know quite yet. <clears throat> but I think the idea is that Creamy Orange became a playground for me to learn all this technology that I wanted to, um, that I did want to learn. And I think that going this vein this worked out for me because i ended up doing a lot with web stuff and playing around with with code and things like that but i would warn you that especially today if you have access and since you have access to all these new places to instantly make a portfolio um and if that i would recommend using those places i would recommend going with you know, Cargo Collective or Carbon Made or or Indexibit or whatever, and we'll get to more of these. Um, but I would recommend going with that because if you're not interested in in in, in web stuff, uh, and the reason I would say that is because if you know, especially early on, you don't have a lot of time to be playing around with twenty different things, especially if they don't interest you. If this web stuff does not interest you. Uh, go set up your portfolio on a on a site, even if it's paid. I mean, these things are cheaper than as cheap as as web hosts, right? For five, ten bucks a month, you could have your own portfolio ready to go with a URL. And if you're not interested in the website of the of this, please don't go try to build your own website. Um, it is a lot of work, and it can take away from what your real passion is, which might be design or motion graphics or or illustration or whatever you're into if you really try to save the five or ten bucks to go spend three months trying to build your own site and you don't like that work that um that is what i'm trying to say (laughs) to not to do (laughs) because that's a lot of work and i know and i've met people that have done that that really beat their head against the wall about building their own site by hand uh, and and you know what? They don't like it, and they're not interested in learning all this web stuff. Like I said, I was lucky that I got really interested in all this web technology and how it all put got put together, and, and I learned a lot. But again, if you're not interested in this, please go uh, put something up on one of these uh, 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 paid portfolio sites. And frankly, if you have a little bit of working knowledge with uh, with uh, web technologies you can get an index exhibit site up and running for in in no time um you can also use things like wordpress to set up your own site these days so uh as always i'm scattered and off topic but um let's uh let's let's get back to the uh the creamy orange story uh which was me playing with uh with live motion 
um, trying to get it up and up, up and running. And so uh, I finally got it up and running. And I think that if you go to the Wayback Machine, you might be able to see parts of some of this old uh, creamy, <laughs> creamy orange site. Uh, but, um, so let's talk about how I got people to the, to the site. Uh, once creamy orange was up, like I said, I didn't have much up there, but one of the pieces I had up on one of the early creamy orange, uh, spot, uh, sites was a, a carnival that I built in after effects. And I, I built this, uh, whole entire carnival, uh, out of 3D layers in After Effects. And uh, uh, I put it up on the site, and then I, I sh- put it on sites like uh, MoGraph.net, and I think I was also, at the time, um, doing a lot of... Uh, uh, doing a lot of answering answering questions over at Creative Cow, and I think I posted it over there too, and I got a lot of response by uh, going out and posting my work on these um, on these uh, these forums, and a lot of people came and checked out my roller coaster and uh, and my Ferris wheel that I built in After Effects, and they. Uh, they liked it, and they had comments, and they had ways to help me, and and they, you know, critiqued it, and uh, and I got my name out there by making something that uh, was worth remarking upon, I guess, was worth commenting on, and showing people. Now, I will say this: I was an active member in both MoGraph.net and uh, Creative Cow at the time. I wasn't just a, a somebody that showed up and posted my work in the middle of their forum, right? Um, that is, that, that's a really easy way to, 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 to get enemies and not friends, right? I was already in Creative Cow um, answering a bunch of questions from, you know, beginners with After Effects. I was showing them how to, you know, time stretch, and I was showing them how to animate in 3D and do all this stuff even back then. I was also... Um, relatively active in MoGraph.net, probably not as much as Creative Cow back in the day, but I was, I was a member and I talked and I, you know, had things to say. So when it came to showing off my new work, it wasn't like, who's this jerk that just came into our playground and, and, and pooped in the middle of the playground. Uh, instead, what it was, was, um, they knew me and they knew my work and I said, hey, I have a new piece of work. Why don't you guys check it out and let me know too. You know, I want feedback. I want good critical feedback about my work. And because uh, because they knew I was helpful already, because maybe, I'm guessing, maybe because they knew I was helpful, maybe because they knew my work already and because they knew me a little bit, they came and gave me feedback on my work. And, and Creamy Orange, um, as a site, began to get people that came and checked it out and maybe showed their friends. Um, soon after that, there was a contest on MoGraph.net. And there was a contest to uh, make a self-portrait. I think you had a week or two to do it. And uh, you, were to, you were to submit a, a self-portrait animation. And I submitted to, there, to, that, to the um, contest... And uh, I ended up winning it. And um, I got a lot of feedback and a lot of uh, clicks through to the site. I got a lot of uh, critique. And I got a lot of people that ended up back on Creamy Orange to watch it. Because, again, at the time, there wasn't, um, you know, YouTube and stuff. It was just my site with a quick time, you know. 
and uh, and the and the bandwidth got expensive too. Thank God for YouTube and Vimeo now, right? Um, but uh, again, why am I saying all this stuff? The reason the reason my site became a place where uh, people started coming and and actually watching my work and and checking me out. Um, was because I was an active member in these um, in these uh, forums. Uh, I I put my name out there as somebody that that not only wanted real critique and responded to real critique. Right, I didn't fight back with good critique. I I thanked them for their critique, and I also was helping the beginners. And what's really a good position to be in, and I think this has a lot to do with it. If you're a level. Uh, three or four artist, right? It, or, or even even not an artist. If you if you know After Effects or Cinema 4D, and you know, uh, and you're at like a level two or three or four, right? You can actually help level one people that have no clue about what they're even saying, right? So you get you get level one people or level zero people that that come into forums or they come into a community like even my website on Grayscale Gorilla and they'll say things like, how is Transformers made, right? And they'll say something like that. And that's just a question that kind of has no answer. The answer to how is Transformers made is, well, okay, well, it took how many millions of dollars and how many hundreds of artists and how many modelers and how many light lighting and all these things. And you know, you have to go down the list. It's just an unanswerable question. And level eight and nine and 10 people tend to get really angry and pissed off about questions like that because they're in a room talking about level eight and nine and 10 questions and level zero people come in and say, uh, how do you make transformers? And uh, luckily, I was patient enough at a level three or four artist at the time to tell them, hey, "Man, this takes a lot of work. Why don't you start by make cutting a cube apart and seeing seeing if you can animate those pieces, kind of build on or something." And I was luckily patient enough and not anywhere near the level eight and nine and ten people where I could. Um, participate in their like more advanced conversation right so i uh i was the guy on the forums that would answer these level zero and level one questions and i tell you what i think i made a few friends on those level you know eight and nine people because uh i swooped in and answered that stupid question for them right um and again, this is another reason why I think that my site ended up being uh, visited at all. And it's because I was on the forum and uh, I, I, I answered all these questions. And below, you know, my signature on the forum was creamy orange. That's all it said. Uh, I didn't try to pimp it out. I didn't try to force it on other people uh, other than critique stuff, but I didn't go out of my way. All I did was try to be helpful and I put my website at the bottom. So hopefully when they saw they said, "Hey, thanks guy for helping me." They clicked on Creamy Orange and and they said, "Um uh oh, cool. I like this guy's work." Or maybe they don't. But either way, they they were aware of my work. And that's really the secret to all this. That's really the reason you have a site, right? You have a site to make sure that um when people are interested in your work, they have a place to go and be aware of everything that you do. So, um, 
having that having that forum stuff go go down, uh, I think really, 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 really helped drive people to the site. Um, so let's finish up the the creamy orange story. <laughs> Uh, and say that uh, eventually, you know, I got my, I got all my jobs from people that I met in in Chicago um, that knew me as Creamy Orange. I was Creamy Orange to them, uh, and they called me Creamy Orange. You know, after a beer or two, they would call me Nick. Um, but uh, all, everywhere I freelanced, they put Creamy Orange in their book and not Nick. Um, and luckily. And hopefully, when I showed up and did freelance work for them, uh, I did a good job, and they remembered that Creamy Orange did good work. And that's all you can ask. You can ask to be invited to do good work. You could do good work, and then you can hope that when they come back, um, uh, they they will uh, or when they have a job, they'll they'll hire you back, right? So that's that's kind of how my story ended, and I really attribute the forum stuff uh, as a huge um, uh, kind of push to my website, and I also think that uh, being active in the local community really helped out a lot too. Uh, and 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 I'll I'll say too that entering contests and doing all those types of things uh, really helped with getting people to know who I was and what my name was. You know. Um, Maybe the five-second projects are a good example of this, where you can submit your work to the five-second project. People can check it out and look at it and comment on it. And, uh, and then at the end, there's you know, a winner in, in five or six uh, uh, honorable mentions that get popped up with your name on it. So um, you know, be active and be helpful. And be really aware that you don't have to be a level 10 person to answer questions and help people. Uh, and if you can come into a community and start to help people right away um, as a level three or four person and bring them up to a level four, that is um, such a such a huge benefit, um, not only for the level zeros, but also for the level eights and nines. So, um, uh, so I guess now we're talking about how you get um, uh, people to your site and how you get your name noticed. And I guess I'll fast forward to today uh, because I feel like a lot has changed since um, since uh, the old days of, of 97 and 98 even, uh, where now you have ways to share your work that isn't on a page somewhere. You have sites like uh, uh, Behance, and you have sites like YouTube, and you have sites like Vimeo, and and and... You, these are all in Flickr even if you're doing still work. You, all these sites exist um, to, uh, well, they exist for a lot of reasons, but one of, the re- one of the things you could do with them is put your work up on them and people discover you because you're on their network. Uh, in other words, you don't, ha- you don't have to know to go to, um, you know, Umeric to watch their work. All you have to do is be friends with them and be Hans or follow their Vimeo channel. And when they have new work, you see it because you're in the thread and you're in the thing or, or look at Facebook pages, right? These are all ways that people are getting to know brands. They're getting to know um, people uh, by following them and not necessarily typing into their browser, uh, creamyorange.com. So today, 
I think this idea of a site is actually less and less important. Uh, having your website.com uh, used to be uh, showing everybody how professional you were, right? And if you dared to put your reel on YouTube, how dare you, right? And these days, I think that's way less um, of a stigma. You could put your stuff on YouTube. You could put your stuff on Vimeo uh, and and, po- and point people there. And you could, your, your URL for your Real can be vimeo.com slash users slash Nick Vegas, right? And uh, I think that especially, especially when you're starting out, to have a a reel uh, that is posted on something like this is totally fine. Now, um, are there going to be other people that put up a site and you're going to compete with them and maybe their site's way better and all this other stuff? Maybe to a degree, but what really, really matters is the work. And I think more and more people uh, realize that. More and more people realize that what really matters is I just want to see your reel right now. Are you any good? And then if, if they like you and they like your work, maybe now you have a site or maybe now you have other work or maybe now you have, of, uh, have a, a Behance channel or, or your own website, right? But if they don't ever discover that site, what use is it, right? So really think about um, how many different ways you can get your your work out there these days uh, and not just concentrate on building your own little island and, and and forget to build bridges back to your island because then you're just a guy on an island with maybe a couple quick times, right? Um, And that just doesn't work these days. Uh, I, I think that it doesn't work for um, uh, for reasons mainly because everyone is on all these sites. I mean, what does everyone do all day? They hang out on Facebook or they go to Vimeo or they click around YouTube. Why not be where the people are so you could show how great your work is? Now, of course, your work has to be good. Uh, that is the bottom line to all of this. None of the name matters. None of the... Uh, if you choose your name or your or your brand, none of the colors matter. Not what place you host your website matters. Nothing matters if they click through and they see your work and it's and it's not good work. Um, above all of this, the work has to be great. Let's assume that it is, uh, because none of this matters without it. In fact, um, you know, none of this should be started without great work. Uh, and I'll add this: I see a, a lot of. Um, uh, beginners and and kids coming out of school worrying way too much about their reel and their portfolio and how all this stuff works when their work isn't where it should be. Um, sometimes you 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 have to cook before you like pack the picnic basket. What an awful metaphor, right? But we're gonna figure something else out. Uh, but in other words, you're already too far ahead of yourself. If you're worrying about um, the logo on your website and the and the work that you're displaying is is not ready yet, so really really get back and and really really look at yourself and re- and your work and get a lot of critique and make sure you're ready to show people. Um, and uh, I'll slide slightly off topic and say that there's a um, uh, there is an uh, let's call it an epidemic. There's an epidemic of uh, people watching uh, and learning 
and maybe following tutorials, uh, reading a book, finishing what they've built based on a book and then putting it on Vimeo or YouTube as something that they built. Um, and, uh, and this is not a portfolio. And in fact, I think it's damaging to put up uh, work that's not yours and, and say that it's not yours. Uh, there's two sides of this. Uh, there's two sides of this. The first side is to put up work that you've worked on and you're practicing and you're playing and all of a sudden you want critique on something that you've made, right? And if you put it up and say, guys, I'm playing around, I'm learning, can you guys critique this or what do you think or is this ugly and you get good feedback, that should be feedback. That is not your portfolio and that is not your work, right? This is putting up something um, to get feedback and to get better, that's different. That's perfect. That's what YouTube and Vimeo and all this stuff is made for us, posting up tests and, and little particle samples and, oh, I just figured out how to make a, an arm move around. Check this out. That's fine. The problem arises when you uh, finish a tutorial or a book and, and, or, or anything, really, and post it up and say, check out what I just made, uh, and, it's, and it's not your work. Um, I would be very, very careful about that because, first of all, a lot of people in the industry know that it's not your work, uh, especially if you're following a popular tutorial, let's say one of mine or uh, you know, vi- video copilot or something, uh, and you have um, and you have something uh, uh, that is um, that is not yours on your portfolio. People will assume that everything is not yours on your portfolio. As soon as you let one thing in your portfolio that you did not make and people notice it, they assume that everything on your portfolio is something that you did not make. So be very, very, very clear when you're posting, uh, hey, just just finish this tutorial. Isn't this cool? Be very clear that you're posting that because you don't want to ruin your reputation uh, and you don't want to um, screw things up early on like that. So uh, uh, again, that's kind of a side note. Um, next I want to talk about specific ways you can get your, uh, specific ways you can get your site up on the internet as they call it. Uh, and without too much work, like I said, if you're not, if you're not, um, interested in, in web, you know, deep down PHP, uh, HTML web stuff, there are so many ways now to get your, uh, site up for free and even uh and for cheap uh some of them are cargo collective which i think uh looks looks like one of the better ones uh i took a quick poll in the chat room here before the podcast started we got a lot of people that uh liked cargo collective uh i think their templates look really nice you have a, a ways to customize it and it gives you a really easy way to to make a nice looking portfolio without um without uh uh too much work. Carbon Maids another good one. I haven't checked them out recently. Uh but uh you, you check them out. See if their styles for you. They have a specific style uh the way that they present or, or present your work. So I would go check them out. Uh Indexibit is is a nice middle ground. I would say Indexibit or or WordPress are kind of similar for me. Uh, they're, they're kind of things you have to install yourself and manage yourself, but they put a layer of kind of interface between, 
what is displayed on the site and what um, and the back end, and it, they make it a little bit easier to uh, build your own site and to customize it. Uh, but you you need a little bit more um, uh, you need a little bit more knowledge as far as using FTP and stuff like that to get it up and running. Uh, there's other ones like uh, Behance, which I don't know a, a lot about, but I've seen them start to talk about their uh, portfolio um, site that's uh, that's paid uh, monthly. I think it's ten or eleven bucks a month, uh, but. Uh, it seems like a really nice place, and you have the bonus of having all that Behance juice. So you can get your your uh, your work hosted uh, and and posted on Behance. And when people search for Cinema 4D artist in Chicago, your stuff pops up. And those are the things I'm talking about. Where today you have all these really cool options. Uh, and then sites just like Vimeo, especially early on, if you have three or four projects and you're doing nothing but working on motion design or, or being whatever design you're doing all weekend, why waste your time uh, setting up a portfolio if you're not ready? Post it on Vimeo, show people your work. I think the stigma for showing your stuff on Vimeo is mostly gone. Uh, put it there. Put You could put production stills over there and all that stuff. I think it's really cool. Um, so... Really, really think about uh, uh, about how much time you want to spend on your site, and also uh, where where it could go. Overall, I think it's less important these days. Like I said, the where your site is and all this stuff is less and less important. It seems like people are getting the hint that the design is what matters, uh, or the the work is what matters. And what you need to do is is have a simple site that is ready to go. Uh, and speaking of simple sites, I, I'll, I'll dig up this post a while back to, let me make a note, um, site does, uh, frame. So I made a, uh, I made a, a blog post about this a while back that said some rules that you should think about when you're, when you're building your own or choosing, uh, what, how to how to display your work and one of the rules is that is that your site is a frame for your work uh i sometimes and i fell into this too like i said i i ended up um learning live motion and putting all these animated buttons in my site because i thought that was the fun thing to do Uh, i learned hopefully pretty quickly that the site isn't what matters. The site should be a delivery mechanism to the work. The site, and like I say in the blog post, the site should be a frame for your work. And what I mean by this is you you never want the, the frame to overpower the art that's inside of it. You have, um, you have work that you've done that is supposed to fit in, let's say, a little 16 by 9 frame or 16 by 9 box. And the stuff that you put around that should not detract from your work. Uh, in other words, you you need to make sure that your site can fit almost any type of work, right? Uh, you're going to be doing hopefully work that's uh, that's mostly dark. Maybe some of some of it's black. Maybe some of it's more white. Maybe some of it's really colorful. Maybe some of it's really slow. Some of it's really fast. And if you make your site uh, a really specific design. It may it may clash with what's going on inside of the box. So one thing to to think about is making sure that everything's really simple on your site. 
and you can make it your own and you can make your own logo and you could do all that stuff. But when it comes to the navigation and the way that your work is displayed, be very, very clear that the site is not the point. The site is the index page. The site is the bookmark. The work is what matters. And this is why people are coming to your site to see the work. You are not a web designer. Uh, and if you are a web designer, that's fine. Keep your portfolio simple still and point people toward crazy web design pages because the goal of the site is to uh, direct people uh, to your work and you don't want to let that that uh, site get in the way. Um, all right, uh, I think we covered most things. I'm going to check in the chat room here and see if there's any uh quick questions that they have about um, any of this stuff. Do you guys uh, have anything? Go ahead and post it up there if you do. I'll try to grab it and capture it. And uh, we'll talk, if there's any questions about the portfolio stuff or uh, how to get people to your site or get noticed and all this all this, uh, all this, this stuff. There's obviously way, way more to talk about. Um, so let's let's get it going. Uh, Bell Peppa says, what do you think of the benefits of having a company name over your own name? Uh, you mean just having both? I, I would say that, um, that, that could work. Uh, you could have creamy orange is Nick Campbell or something like that. Uh, however you want to do it. I think that makes sense. Um, let's see what we got here. PJ is asking, uh, about limiting the quality, I'm sorry, the quantity of projects in your portfolio. And uh, it seems like you're asking, you know, how many projects should be in your portfolio? And I think that's a really, really wide number. If you have 10 projects that you're really happy about, I would put all 10 projects in there. I would put the ones that you're most happy about at the top and let them filter down. Uh, It also depends on so many things like how long you've been doing this Let's say you've been doing this for 10 years and you have two great pieces per year that you're really proud of, then you can have 20 things in your portfolio. If you've literally been doing it for two years, it's okay to only have three things in your portfolio, I promise. As long as those three things are things you're proud of, things that you like doing, things that you don't mind showing off, and, and those things are your best work. And early on, you're going to find that you'll cycle through a lot of these things very quickly because the year later, you're going to be three times better than you were the year before. So it's a really, really varied number, I think, uh, on on how how many actual projects you should have on there. Um, I didn't even talk about reels, um, but reels are, uh, in the motion design world at least, I know there's some people that are listening to this that aren't necessarily motion designers. Um, but in the, in the motion design community, a reel is uh, a short, uh, kind of, um, uh, a short music video, I guess, of all of your best work. And, uh, when, when making your reel, you want to make sure that that's really short and to the point as well. That's another thing you really need to keep short, especially if you're a student, I would say anything over a minute, you're starting to get a little hairy if you're, uh, if you're a student. <laughs> so keep that real short. Um, Let's see if we got another one here. Um, uh, Holiday is asking if uh, if it should be a Flash website or an HTML site, and if that still matters. Uh, Holiday, I think it really does matter. Um, I think that having a Flash website says a lot about um, what you uh, 
what you um, hold as important. And I think that having a Flash website, to me, when you have a Flash website on your portfolio, it says that you have uh, other things that are more important to you than clarity. And that's a really bad message to have when you're uh, a designer. Uh, now, of course, there's always good good Flash sites, and usually the good Flash sites are ones that look like HTML sites. <laughs> but when you when I pop into a Flash site, what it, what it usually tells me is that this person is paying too much attention to the site and not enough attention to their work. Um, so I would say stick to uh, HTML unless you're using these pre-made ones. Now, some of these pre-made sites are Flash. Um, but they're only flash for a couple little baby reasons. Uh, and some of those are okay. But I wouldn't go out of your way to learn flash to make your own portfolio. Please don't do that. Uh, I, would, I would strongly <laughs> advise against it. Uh, it also has no iPhone support, PJ said. That's a good point. Uh, that's, a, that's a good idea. Yeah, I would actually say that instead of QuickTimes or Vimeo, you could probably just make animated GIFs of all of your projects, and then you'll be all set. Just kidding. All right. Uh, let's check here. Um, all right. Good, good, good. How to deal with school. All right. Uh, Phil Spy says, how to deal with school. They still want a physical kind of portfolio. Um, physical portfolios are, are another thing that uh, I think, and, and I really, I hope it's going away mo- for the most part. Uh, a lot of print designers are still doing them uh, because it makes a little bit more sense for print because print has a thing that video doesn't have. Print has a thing that video never has to worry about usually, which is scale. When you're making video, you usually don't know what size it's going to be played on, whether it's a 12-inch TV or a, or a theater or a 60-inch plasma um, or, or a computer monitor. The scale of what you make may be hugely, hugely, widely different, and this has its own set of um, uh, of problems. One of them is typography, which one of the reasons that typography is always much, much larger in in animation. One of the reasons is because you don't know how large they're going to play it back. It could be a little thumbnail on a screen all the way up to their TV, right, or even in a theater down the road. So you really have to be conscious about picking a typeface that works on all sizes. Print, however, however, is a different story. When you, when you actually physically print something that is a postcard size, your type considerations are different than when you print something that's poster size, billboard size, uh, and even uh, a business card size, right? All of these scales actually inform the way that you design. And what designers want to see is how you use these constraints to your advantage. So having a physical business card or having a physical postcard or having a physical poster that's in your physical portfolio matters a lot to, to still a lot of people. So I think that I, I've got, I maybe even convinced myself that it's not going away anytime soon. Uh, but it's, it's one of those things that you have to keep updated for the people that want it. Some people can see through that. Some people can look at your work on a portfolio scale or online portfolio scale and, and just know you're talented based on that. Uh, some people, and maybe it's an old school thing, maybe it's more of a practicality thing, 
need that physical portfolio. So I think if they're asking for a physical portfolio, you may have to work on making one. And that's a whole nother art form. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, folks, uh, I think we're wrapping up here. Uh, thanks again for checking it out. I just wanted to uh, kind of wrap up by saying that, again, this stuff is a little bit less important than it used to be as far as the names you pick, the sites you pick. Concentrate on doing the best work you can. Great work matters the most. Uh, and when in doubt, spend your time making your work better. And then once you have a portfolio a portfolio that you're proud of, uh, start to figure out how to get people to look at it and, and be interested in your work. And remember that one of the best things that you could do is uh, help people. Get out there and help people and get your name known uh, by doing that. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to another GSG uh, Grayscale Gorilla podcast episode six i will see you guys in another episode very soon thanks again for listening and uh, i'll see you uh, either on the site or in another podcast thanks everybody bye-bye